Greetings in Christ Jesus and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, December 20th. 2023. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined today by Pastor Neil Radical for the last and final time. Hi. How are you doing today, Pastor? Great. Good to be sitting with you guys. Yeah, we also are joined by Assistant Principal, Mr. Matthew Kranz, and our Principal, Mr. Brandon Heinze. Uh, nice to join all you guys, and hopefully some of these guys are going to help me in the future as Pastor Radical makes his graceful exit, and we'll uh, uh, transition to hopefully some help on this podcast if any of you listening would like to help with the podcast, reach out to me, and I'd be happy to include other voices as we go forward uh, in the future as well. So today, uh, we're going to begin with a brief devotional thought based on Ephesians chapter 6 that uh, Pastor Radical has prepared for us. It's the last part of chapter 6, the last part of Ephesians, so we're kind of closing down this section. We've been doing this study in our weekly meetings here for some time, and it's fitting that we're able to wind it down here with a very personal section I'm not going to be able to pronounce that name very well. Just so you know. Tychicus. Yeah, we'll just let you do it when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> but that you also may know my affairs and how I am doing. Tychicus, a brother, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will make all things known to you, whom I have sent to you for this very purpose, that you may know our affairs, and that he may comfort your hearts. Peace to the brethren, and love with faith, from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. I guess I'll just start with that last two, those last two verses, just because that very much speaks to what's been on my heart of prayer as I continue to pray for the Lord's peace upon you, my brothers and brothers and sisters here in Mankato. And even though I'm not really going that far away, you know, I, I still will keep all of you in the congregation of my thoughts and prayers fervently. And just this, I love this thought because it's, again, they're working in the ministries together. You know, whether it's Paul writing to the Christians in Ephesus there or writing to the young pastors or other workers in the field, you know, they're, they're working together for the sake of the gospel. And I love that idea, though, and love with faith, you know, faith that God's going to be with us, that his grace is with us, and ultimately that the Lord is going to bless us. You know, his sincerity of heart is, yeah, I think that that really speaks to my own heart, too, that I'm praying for the same thing for all of you guys as well. <clears throat> so Ephesians is one of the prison epistles. So this is when Paul was under house arrest in Rome. Uh, he'd been arrested way back in Jerusalem. Then he went to Caesarea. He was appealed to, C to Caesar, and they took that ship ride to Rome that went so poorly. They finally ended up in Rome, and now he's under house arrest waiting for his turn to talk to Caesar. Um, and during that time, he writes uh, the prison epistles, including Ephesians. And so he sends Ephesians, uh, you know, back then you didn't just drop a letter in USPS. Um, you had to send somebody to uh, deliver that letter. And so he chooses this guy, Tychicus, and he says, I'm going to, uh, he sends the, the Ephesians. Tychicus is also mentioned in Colossians, which is another one of the prison epistles. So he sends uh, Tychicus to go deliver this message. Um, what do we know about Tychicus? He's in Colossians. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's mentioned in Colossians. He's mentioned five times in the New Testament. Um, but we really don't know a ton about him. 
um, except for one key fact that we were talking about before, Pastor. You want to talk about that? He's faithful. He's a faithful servant. He's a faithful minister. Are we told that he's a, a pastor, mm-hmm. a minister in the Lord? Yes, he's a servant of the Lord, and ultimately he's the one who Paul is showing that has is a, a good reputation. You know, you can trust this guy. He's going to share with what's going on with us, and, and ultimately you kind of think of our own call process here. We're trying to call another faithful minister here to the congregation to help serve here in the church and school, the things we work at each week, and ultimately we're praying for that faithful minister as well. So let me ask, let me dig into that a little bit. Why is faithfulness so important to the ministry, and maybe to our callings here as pastors and teachers, principals? Is this a trick question? Nope. <laughs> Not a trick question. I mean, faithfulness is important. Why is it so important? I'm just really like hands in the mud practically. Why is why is it important to be faithful? Well, you weren't here last week, uh, Pastor, when we did this, but... So I was unfaithful. So well, <laughs> those are your words, not mine. <laughs> uh, but we talk about the shield of faith and just, you know, as that ultimate defense that you can cling to. And uh, it's good to know that your shield doesn't strictly exist for wartime or, or battle. It's with you all the time. You're always carrying it. Um, so, yeah, you need that faith all the time. You're clinging to it. That's your shield. And faithfulness has this um, idea of alignment, like you have an alignment with goals. So the faithful minister has their goals aligned with what God's will is. So that's why it's super important to be faithful, is that if you are being faithful to God's will, then you are fulfilling your calling as that faithful minister. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah. I think, of, you know, I think of faithfulness in, in, in marriage. You know, a faithful husband is someone who's there for his wife is someone who's there, you know, to be present, you know, and sometimes as pastors and teachers, this is the most important thing we do is just show up and be there, you know, to be faithful and, uh, you know, and certainly in, in alignment with God's word, as you say, but um, by just being present, by encouraging and strengthening those around us, that that's a key element of faithfulness too, is, is uh, being able to dependable, you know, I think dependable, like when you when you're needed, you're going to be there. And when people are looking for you to help, you can help. And that's a big part of that faithfulness. And this is, we don't know much about Tychicus, but Paul was like, hey, this is a guy who can help. You know, so we're going to send him and he's going to explain all the affairs, everything that's going on here in Rome as I'm under a house arrest, but uh, you can trust this guy. And so it's kind of Paul's like, hey, stamp of approval, you can trust this guy. Tychicus, and you bring it back to our call process that we have in the CLC. You know, we've been talking a little bit at some voters meetings about you know, well, what kind of what kind of a pastor do we need, or what kind of uh, what kind of a, a, a leader are we looking for in this role? And you know, it certainly is something that we should all consider. And you know, vote, our voters have been uh, voting with the guidance of the Holy Spirit and with prayer as they've made those decisions about which men to call. But also, as has been pointed out in our voters' meetings as well, a large part of it is is trusting the Holy Spirit to guide us, and also trusting the process that we have in place as a synod. You know, our synod puts that stamp of approval on faithful ministers to the word. Um, there's times where pastors lose that. Uh, you're, you're taken off the CLC roster. You're not allowed to receive calls uh, with approval of the CLC. So um, anybody on our CLC roster has the approval of our group. The stamp of approval, very much like Paul gives a ticket here and says, hey, these are beloved brothers. These are faithful ministers. These are people that you can trust. And our, our synod today does very much the same thing as we see 
Paul doing here as giving Tychicus that stamp of approval. Because maybe the people in Ephesus mm -hmm. hadn't met him before. Maybe they didn't know him, you know. And, and how can we trust this guy? Paul says, hey, you can trust him. Here he is. I, this is the, the purpose I send that he may, comfort, he may comfort your hearts. And that's what we're called to do as ministers, as pastors, as teachers, as principals, as leaders. We're to comfort each other and encourage one another, build each other up in all that we say and do. And that faithfulness, as you say, is such an important part of that. I like that you brought in verse 22, that he may comfort your hearts. Because if you go back to the first part of chapter 5, it talks about us imitating Christ. You know, that we would be found faithful. Revelation talks about that as well. Be faithful unto death, I'll give you the crown of life. But really we're imitating the faithfulness of our good shepherd, our, our Savior Jesus. You know, it really has some nice Advent thoughts and Christmas thoughts because so much of what we've been reading the last few weeks in our Advent service and weekend Advent services is about, you know, Isaiah, the, the comfort that the Lord will bring when he comes and the faithfulness that he'll bring to his people that I'm thinking of today, you know, the faithfulness of God that he came, answered the prayers, did exactly what he was said he was going to do. And ultimately we, we see that in our Savior over and over whenever we read the word. He comes to be faithful, he keeps that faithfulness, and he promises to be faithful in coming again. What do you think about that last phrase? Grace to all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. What do you think about that qualifier, the sincerity qualifier? Does he have that in his other epistles? I don't, it looks, it feels unique to me, I, without looking, but. It's the opposite of hypocrisy. Uh, my uh, Bible app is always in the ESV version, and it translates that into love incorruptible. Mm. So to be sincere, if you think about that and kind of put those kind of two thoughts together, to be sincere is that it's, it's like and there's no corruption in that mm -hmm. um, particular um, love. Yeah, I like that. Why does he have that qualifier there? Well, what, what would the opposite be? No, it just feels like in those other epistles, it's more of a general yeah. grace be with all of you type of thing. And that, maybe that's kind of interesting. Well, Ephesus is the lukewarm congregation in Revelation, isn't it? I always spit you out of my mouth because you're neither hot nor cold. And maybe Paul saw some seeds of, of a lack of sincerity already in this congregation and said, hey, you need to be on fire for the gospel and not, you know, by the time of Revelation, which was written maybe 30 years later, they were neither hot nor cold, you know, they were lukewarm. So there was not sincerity going on there. The corruption, as you say, Brandon, had, yeah. had crept in. Yeah. Hmm. It reminds me kind of of the, our liturgy, I sincerely confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, you know, it's sincerely means completely, honestly, wholly, not, not, not hypocrite, not hypocrisy, not, no, not half-hearted, but completely. So, I like the. I know we got to wrap up here, but I like that he says a couple times here that that you may know my affairs and how I'm doing. You know what's going on. Like, there's a genuine concern for one another. There's, a, there's. There's worry. There's how are you doing? What's going on? We want to hear from you, Paul. Like what? We, we love you. We want to hear how it's going while you're in Rome and arrested. You know, a lot of people are praying for Paul. You know, you see that with Peter and the other apostles too. And 
There's just a genuine love among the brothers and sisters in Christ here in the early church. It's really neat. Well, and Paul had a special connection to the Ephesians, too, if you want to get into the history of it. You know, on the third missionary trip, he spent, you know, his two years there. And then on the way back, um, they meet him in, uh, I forget where that was, Miletus maybe or something. And, you know, they, the Ephesian leaders all came down to meet with Paul. And he told them, because he was inspired by the Holy Spirit, you're not going to see me again. And they all wept bitterly, and they had this big emotional, you can read about this in Acts, they had this big emotional moment. He leaves, goes to Jerusalem, gets arrested, ends up in Rome. And so he's still alive, and but he also has told them, you're never going to see me again, which is, you know, it's hard for them, um, especially the, the relationship he built with them during their time there. But he was still able to write this letter to them and encourage them, you know, this amazing letter we've been studying for couple of years now feels like <laughs> um, but uh, yeah and so to conclude it now is certainly fitting <clears throat> Should we pray dear Lord Jesus we thank you for the time spent in your word today we thank you for encouraging our hearts to be faithful and this only comes by seeing the love and the spirit that you give to us and the faithfulness you've shown to us we pray that you bless us with the same joy and ministering to all those who we have been entrusted to our care, and we pray that you would bless that ministry. Help us to rejoice in your faithful love, coming to this world, to living and dying for our sins, for conquering death itself, and for giving us that victory over the grave in your resurrection. Bless us this Christmas time. Bless our family, our friends, our enemies. Bless everyone here at Emmanuel as we give thanks for the peace that you've brought to us through the gospel of you, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Which brings us to our weekly updates and reminders. Uh, last Monday, December 18th, at our voters meeting, uh, our voters called Pastor Aaron Udy, uh, who's a pastor out in Rapid City, South Dakota. Uh, so we've been in communication with him already. Um, he is planning on telling his congregation this weekend that he's been called, so we're going to try to kind of keep it on the on the down low for a while here until he is able to speak to his whole congregation. But uh, pray that God would bless Pastor Udy as he uh, uh, considers his call and sees whether or not the Lord would have him uh, work in the ministry among us here at Emmanuel. Today is our conclusion of our Advent services. This year we've been doing the theme, Tuning Our Hearts for Christmas. Uh, we did the Song of Elizabeth. The Song of Mary, and today Pastor Radical is going to lead us in the study of the Song of Zacharias. Anything you want to preview for us here before we uh, get ready for our services today? He's got a long section. It's kind of interesting about you know the focus on the prophecies that he as a priest would know, and then he speaks specifically about his son. And the one thing that really struck me about his description of his son is he he doesn't call him as he says, you child, this is what your job's going to be. And so it's kind of neat to think about how his parents would have raised him knowing what his purpose was already and what God had in store for him. It's kind of cool to consider. Yeah, that is neat. Uh, but this past weekend, uh, we had Pastor Radical's farewell service, so very well done. Thank yeah. you for the gospel. Oh. Yeah, it was well done. Thank so. you for all of your, everyone's support. The potluck was awesome. It was good to try to visit with many people as possible. I, know I saw I didn't, you didn't need any food. <laughs> that's okay. I knew it wasn't when I went down there. Um, it was just nice to be able to try to reconnect with people just to say thank you for all your support for the five, six years we've been here and just our enjoyment and the love that we have for all of you. And 
We'll miss you all and looking forward to visiting whenever we can in the future. And likewise, if you're in the Eau Claire area, please beeline to us and say hello if you can. So we'd love to see you. Will do. Um, so this weekend, obviously, is uh, Christmas. So just as far as the schedule, we have all of our regular weekend services. So Saturday night, 6 p.m., Sunday morning, 10 a.m. There's also Bible class and Sunday school hours during that time. But uh, Sunday school will not be taking place. There's a Christmas Eve practice. It'll take place Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Um, so normally uh, we would cancel uh, Bible class just because uh, it's near the holiday. But because there is that Christmas Eve practice, why wouldn't we just study the Word of God when we're all here anyway? So I will be doing a, a Bible class this coming weekend. And uh, uh, so please plan on that. So then Sunday night would be the Christmas Eve uh, pr- uh, service. So you can see the... Uh, practice is at 9 a.m. The actual Christmas Eve children's service itself is at 6 p.m. on Christmas Eve. And then we have a 10 a.m. Christmas Day service as well. That will be Pastor Radical's last service with us. Uh, so he and I are doing a, a joint uh, a service for that. Uh, and then you're moving that day, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. blessings on that. And then the next week for the New Year's, uh, we normally would have a New Year's Eve service and a New Year's Day service. But uh, since we're down a pastor this year, and because New Year's Eve is on Sunday, uh, we're just going to cancel the New Year's Eve service and only have that special New Year's Day song service as we do every year, where you get to pick out your favorite hymns and uh, the organist will uh, play them for you. So we'll do a normal weekend service, 6 p.m., 10 a.m. worship, and then also Monday morning at 10 a.m. as well. Which brings us to our our prayer list for today. Uh, As far as prayers, we're continuing to pray for Pastor John Hine. Marlene Hannell, for Kate Sowers, uh, for Jim Lean. We're also praying for Ken Strand and for Rick Hoffman, both of whom are recovering from surgery, and also Judy Milkey, who was hospitalized this past week as well. Which brings us to our hymn of the day today, which is hymn 73 in the Lutheran hymnal. We are going to be reading, Lift up your heads, ye mighty gates. Lift up your heads, ye mighty gates. Behold, the King of glory waits. The King of kings is drawing near. The Savior of the world is here. Life and salvation he does bring. Wherefore rejoice and gladly sing. We praise thee, Father, now. Creator, wise art thou. A helper just he comes to thee. His chariot is humility. His kingly crown is holiness. His scepter, pity in distress. The end of all our woe he brings. Wherefore the earth is glad and sings. We praise thee, Savior, now. Mighty indeed art thou. O bless the land, the city bless, where Christ the ruler is confessed. O happy hearts and happy homes, to whom this king in triumph comes. The cloudless son of joy he is, who bringeth pure delight and bliss. We praise thee, spirit, now, our comforter art thou. Fling wide the portals of your heart, make it a temple set apart. From earthly use for heaven's employ, adorned with prayer and love and joy. So shall your sovereign enter in and new and nobler life begin. To thee, O God, be praise for word and deed and grace. Redeemer, come. I open wide my heart to thee. Here, Lord, abide. Let me thine inner presence feel, thy grace and love in me reveal. Thy Holy Spirit, guide us on until our glorious goal is won. Eternal praise and fame we offer to thy name. Amen. Amen. 
Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, EmanuelMankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.